Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers video game podcast. Episode 37, Guns Out Edition. In this episode, JFG Ash reorders Rainbow Six Siege. JFG Alex has somehow got back into competitive shooters. We travel back in time to where the shooting all began. And finally, we shoot our load everywhere. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Splooch. Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers podcast. My name is Alex, and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Ash. Hey, buddy, how are you this week? Yeah, buddy, I'm good. Uh, I'm a little bit poorer this week due to the shenanigans of Black Friday slash no. Cyber Monday. No. Um, pretty much all the gaming deals were absolute wank. Yes. They certainly were. That was very disappointing, wasn't it? But, but I, um, I picked up some uh, Christmas presents and things for other people, which is good news, you know. Ordered myself a cheeky Android TV box, you know. All right. Yeah, What's mate. that? Um, just a little box, isn't it, with Android on it? Okay. So what do you do with that? Hook it up to the TV, mate. For what purpose? <laughs> um, pretty much. Um, we used to use my PC in the living room, but obviously I've moved under the stairs, Harry Potter style, as people already know. Oh, you're a wizard. Um, so uh, we're having to use like the TiVo box for Netflix, and that is like fucking retarded. It, is, like, it sure is, it's buddy. It's so slow. Um, so yeah, I saw um, these Android boxes like uh, on the website where I ordered the tablet from or my tablet uh, it's gearbest.com uh, it's all like Chinese weird like electricals that are probably dodgy but hey, it's worth a pump for 20 quid um, yeah so like over here these things go for like like 50 60 plus but obviously got it off there for 20 quid and yeah I'll be able to run um, Netflix and all kinds of different TV stuff off there Okay, so it's like a little media box. Type yeah, well, thing. it's pretty much yeah. It's it's a tiny little box, uh, and it runs Android. I think it's like four point four two or something. You can get it with five on there if you really want. But I was like, I'd rather save like twenty quid. The thing it's got like a gig of RAM. It's got like HDMI outputs, standard stuff. Uh, I think it's got wireless N. I hope so. But if not, not really fast because I don't really watch it. It's just for the missus, so she can watch her Netflix and things. And also, um. When we get like films and stuff on the computer, uh, I can put them on like a memory stick and then plug it into that because like my USB port on the telly's knackered because the kids pulled um, pulled the uh, hard drive out of it and like the whole like unit like the USB <laughs> connection just was like <laughs> came out. Wasn't those good. pesky kids? But I know, right? They love putting things in little holes and you know pulling on cables. You know, like I did. Did I tell you that my daughter ruined my car stereo? Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah, yeah she found um, like a few two-pence pieces in there. I was washing the car and she was playing inside. And obviously while she's in there, she found these two-pence pieces and slotted it through the CD slot. That went. That worked really well for me. Nice, yes. yeah. <laughs> so now I've got like 
like a wireless Bluetooth speaker and my phone. That is my car stereo. It's Ace. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. A car that was probably, well, specifically bought because she was born. Like, no, oh, no. Needed... It wasn't the, it's not the family car. It's like the little car that I. Oh, uh, the little runaround. Okay. I was going to say, you buy like a C Max yeah. for the kids and then the kids just wreck it. <laughs> Textbook. Well, yeah, they wreck that car as well because they just like just destroy it with whatever they've got in their hands at the time. Yep. Pretty much kids. kids are very destructive. Known fact. They are. So, yeah, um, I also bought like uh, a Game Boy hoodie. Um, and it's pretty much a grey hoodie with like the Game Boy screen on it. It looked pretty cool. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, and like I bought like a, a micro SD card for like ten pound. Like I think it's like sixty four gigs, so that was a pretty good deal. Uh, yeah, nice. Apart from that, I bought presents for other people, like I said. But yeah, pretty much on the gaming front, like I haven't been impressed with. I mean, unless you're buying like a console, I guess. Like that's a good time for like these sales. But apart from that, I haven't been impressed with anything really. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you. I I didn't get anything at all uh, on Black Friday. Um, We picked up um, Black Ops, which we'll talk about in a little while. But not a big discount on that. We were kind of in the market anyway. But I didn't get anything else, like no electricals or anything like that. And uh, Sony didn't do anything different for Cyber Monday that they hadn't done already on Friday. I thought they would have, you know. So, yeah, it was... Pretty, I thought it was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, apart from we bought Black Ops, but like you say, it wasn't amazing, that discount. I mean, we got, what was it, 45 quid? Was 45 quid, and then we got another sort of three or four quid off because of our CD keys yeah. stuff. So it was like four uh, And then that split it. between us, <laughs> so I guess we can't really complain, no, to be like honest, buddy. £19.50 or something each, I think I finally yeah. worked out as. Which is, yeah, that's fine for like the brand new Call of Duty. Feels weird though. Like I haven't bought a Call of Duty since I bought the original Black Ops, but I traded that in like within a month, and I think I made money on that, which was good. But the last one I bought was Modern Warfare Two, I think, yeah, and that would have been oh eight oh nine something like that. Mm, yeah, so it's been it's been a long while, and uh, well, well, we'll talk that about that in a sec. But yeah, yeah, it's been good. Enjoying it, buddy. But yeah, no, that's uh, that was Black Friday. You done anything else interesting, buddy, or just uh, had a bit of a quiet one? Yeah, just got the Christmas decorations up, mate, haven't I? Did that at the weekend. Good times, getting all jovial. Watched um, Jingle All The Way. Oh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did well, you well, watch it? Uh, we... I went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, this weekend um, I went down to Brighton. Yeah. For uh, a good friend of mine's birthday, and uh, it, we went to a place called BYOC, which stands for Bring Your Own Cocktail, where you pay an entry fee and turn up with a load of spirits, and they give you a barman who then has loads of mixers and like everything you could possibly think of and they just make cocktails for you all night out of your own booze sounds um, right which is it was i thought it was expensive but it was really really good like as a treat it was yeah. really cool no it sounds cool um but yeah got very very caned because i never have spirits like yeah. ever so 
we were all like really really fucked and um <laughs> don't really remember going home but I, would, I do remember waking up the next day and feeling the worst i felt for about five years oh, and great. we all felt so terrible we just lined up on the sofa under duvets and just sat there literally for like 12 hours <laughs> and whatever <laughs> happens to be on the television that's what we were kind of watching and uh yeah that came on <laughs> I didn't actually realise that it was on TV. Watched it yeah, on DVD, um, didn't I? The other one we watched was uh, Deck the Halls, nice. which is um, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito, and that is ter- that's a terrible yeah. film filled with excellent actors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, <laughs> not a patch on Jingle all the way though. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. Like, uh, I think that's what I'm going to be doing like uh, uh, every weekend now. Is like watch a Christmas film with the kids. On the sofa. It's got to be done, buddy. Yeah, man. I really enjoyed it, but I'm not going to go into that because that's, like, rubbish. And this is meant to be about video games anyway. But, yeah. (laughs) Jingle all the way, buddy. Ace film. The movie. Indeed. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't done anything else. Just been working and shit. And we've got lots of games to talk about, so let's move on. Uh... We'll kick the ball, buddy. That's what we'll do. Yeah, let's uh, um, boot the goal. <laughs> let's boot the goal, turn the upside clockwise, get out the stubber, <laughs> and the stubber. Uh, <laughs> head into what we've been playing. Cool. So, as has been tradition over the last few weeks, I think the bulk of this is going to be a combined effort. So, do you want to kick kick off with stuff you've played that I haven't? Yeah, so, um, if anyone saw our YouTube channel, and, oh, can I just say thank you very much for subscribing. I'm now, I feel vindicated for doing this, because we got two subscribers this week, buddy. So, I'm going to do the push for it again. Can uh, can other people please subscribe to our YouTube channel? Because it makes me feel awesome. Thank you very much. It makes Ash feel awesome, and that's what you want, really. Yeah, you want to make me feel good. I mean, yes. Um, so on there is a short video of me playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate on the PC, and it is totally fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, I tried playing that. Actually, I tried playing it last week, and I didn't bother talking about it last week, because uh, it's totally fucked. But um, I did some Googling and um, I found a comment on an, another YouTube video that was having the same issue. And I had to go into some like text document and change my driver setting from zero to one, obviously. Intuitive, buddy. You know, that's um, I had to do that and find it out on myself. You know, this is why yeah. I love PC gaming, buddy. Yeah, PC it? gaming's the best, buddy. Like no fucking around on PC. No, nah, just you uh, just it's to download it and go. off you go, isn't it? Yeah, not like <laughs> yeah. fucking two hours worth of trawling the web for trying to find like any kind of answer where people just spout out shit at you and you're like, no, it's not that. No, it's not yep. that. I know it's not that. It's yep. like that was the first thing I tried. It's not that. Uh, anyway, that got working. So I I pumped about two two and a bit hours into it and it's. A horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For um, some reason, I didn't think you were going to say that, but uh. it's it's fine. You know, it's Creed, isn't it? It's doing its thing. Um, just all single play, uh, player based stuff, which is you know, which is cool. I mean, I think I got it for like 
just about 16 quid of uh, CD keys, uh, which ain't bad, I think. Um, yeah, like, the characters are horrible in it. Like, I just don't like them. They're all, like, a bunch of guns. Really. Yeah, a lot of people said the brother especially is, like, the world's biggest douchebag. Yeah, like... Very difficult to... Uh, I can't relate with them, and... I don't know, I'm... I'm finding it quite easy um, to, like, just get away from people and... It, it hasn't got that essence of, like, the original Assassin's Creed, which at the time I didn't like, but I went back to it, like, a year later and loved it. Um, where, like... I don't know. It, I think a lot of the magic of the first one was that it was new. It was a new yeah, thing. Yeah, that, like, but, I mean... Showing off all bells and whistles and stuff, and, and, you know, ten years on it, still doing exactly the same thing. It's yeah, not surprising you, that yeah, people have totally tired right. of it. It just doesn't have, like, the simplicity of the original one, I think. Um, they're trying to do too much with it. They're, like, bombarding it with too many little features and things like that. I'm like, no, it's it's just too much. And um, I, di I didn't find the um, combat in it very good either. It seemed really rushed and pretty much uh, I'm not enjoying this game. So that's... I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it's a bit poor. Yeah. I don't think it was ever going to trouble the game of the year discussion, no, so totally I wouldn't worry not. too much, buddy. But it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you've played it so that we can dismiss it. Yeah, least. I wanted to give it a go because, like, it was like you know after Unity, uh, the shambles of that, and like this is like a solely uh, single player game, so you can really focus on it. And but nah, it's just it's not good enough. You know, you could take that so many. That franchise, um, like in so many directions, and it's just it, like you say, it's stagnated, not going anywhere. Mm. Totally, man. Oh well. Um, I also have played Rocket Birds Hard Boiled, which is a game on the Vita, which is this month's one of this month's PS Plus games. Um, <laughs> I love the intro video. Um, if you go on YouTube, watch it. Because I was just like, what the fuck is this? It's like these chickens all like armied up. Uh, one of them's like a Rambo chicken, I guess. And um, flying around with jetpacks. And you're like, I don't know what this is going to be. Um, and it turns out it's like a um, 2D platformer. Which I was like, oh, great. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, So yeah, you're a chicken. You shoot other chickens. Um, it's... It, it looks cool. Like the artwork's really nice on it. Um, uh, I've got it installed. It's only like 500 meg, so it'll probably sit on there, and I'm, I'm, I'll probably pick it up at some point. Uh, I'm not going to force myself to play it because I don't really think it's going to be that good. But yeah, it looks cool. Really, um, nice one thing I really I did like was um, if you crouch and move forward, you do a roll. But if you hold forward, you just continuously roll. So I was just doing that all the time because it made me laugh. <laughs> just like, yeah. But looks cool. Nothing really more to talk about because I only played it for about 45 minutes earlier today. So, meh, looks cool. Oh, fair play, buddy. Fair play. Yeah. And the rest of it is going to be, well, what we talked about, uh, what we're going to talk about, Blops and Siege. So do you want to talk about, I've just seen one of the games that you've played and I can't wait for you to talk about it now. Yep. 
Yeah. So uh, I went back to Unmechanical Extended and finished it. And nice. That was a cool game. What a cool game that is. Um, unfortunately, the um, it's it's Unmechanical Extended because it's uh, the original game and new episodes that were created, like um, as extra content. Um, and so as soon as the credits finished, I went on to the extended section, you know, the new episode. Yeah. Um, and absolutely hated it. Like, didn't enjoy that at all. They've kind mm. of, they they changed it quite considerably so that rather than um, solving the puzzles to open up doors for yourself and stuff, you're um, doing a lot of puzzle solving to help um, uh, another robot sort of... In, in the background it's got a kind of um imagine uh portals co-op but side scrolling uh, okay your character in the foreground and an ai in the background yeah um had a a bit of that stealth ink too as well had a bit of that as well and i just don't see the point of co-op games that are single player like i i I don't see the point you have to rely on your ai counterpart and they're normally yeah and they weren't <laughs> fucking fuck up or anything, up. but I just think that it, 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 you're limiting your puzzles for no reason whatsoever. It's not like someone can join in and play with you. So the puzzles are 100% of the time worse than the puzzles in the original game. Um, so either way, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. I had my fill on that thing and uh, finished it off and deleted it. But I really enjoyed playing through that and I highly recommend that anyone who's got that sitting on their system and hasn't given it a go yet... Um, it's probably a sort of four or five hour game overall, something like that. That's I played it over several months, but um, yeah, really good. Uh, cool. What is isn't a really just good then, buddy? When you said game and, and I thought you said gay man, gay man, yep. yeah, gay man. It's never far from my mind, buddy. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, shit game. Let's talk about a shit game now. Um, Please, Kung let's. Fu Panda: <laughs> Legendary Legends. Is there like a demo of this? Then I'm guessing it's a demo. Yeah, Thank it's a demo. Fuck. And um, <laughs> I was like, "What has this guy done?" <laughs> I, I, I think we mentioned this a week or two ago. It's just come out. I think it was last week's golden release time. It didn't deserve to be in anything called golden (laughs) quite frankly but i said i said to you at the time it looked like a a smash brothers kind of thing yeah Um, like a poor man smash brothers yeah yeah, it really that's exactly what it is it is it is a shit horrible smash brothers with horrible animations and no sort of move list it's really stop start you can't really move anywhere in there there's these sort of power-ups that you pick up but when you do it sort of pauses the game and cut does like a miniature kind of it's very slow cut scene it's disjointed and awful um and yeah it's flying the flag for shit movie tie-ins of the uh of the many that we've had over the centuries <laughs> it's just rubbish yeah. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> don't play that. that. <laughs> um, and finally, before we get on to the, uh, the main course, uh, I was talking to Funk about how I needed to get hold of a copy of The Witcher 3 before we started talking about our uh, Game of the Year discussions and stuff. Yep. Uh, and he actually bought the disc-based version and is done with it. So he uh, posted it to me and I received it today. I've got it all installed. Nice. Um, so yeah, next week I will be talking about The Witcher and what I think of that. Cool, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. I can't yeah, remember man. what I said about it. 
Yeah, you'll have to uh, have another little go of that at some I point think before so. we'll uh, before we go into PC. Christmas. Yeah, we'll do that. But uh, I, I'm really looking forward to playing that because uh, I'm I'm still really enjoying Fallout, but I, I'm kind of surprised that I. I'm enjoying wandering about, but it's certainly not scratching the itch of story-based gaming for me, Fallout, yeah. whereas I, I think Witcher may well. I definitely have the time anymore to play these big, big games. It's so It's tricky. Very tricky, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. You need, but, like, two hours minimum each sitting, don't you? And yeah, that's totally. Not, yeah. not that easy to come by when you've got a couple of kids tearing about the place, destroying the USB sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Shitbags. <laughs> So yeah, so that's me. Other than, uh, what do you want to start with? I suppose we we'll start with Black Ops, shall we? Yeah, we'll go on then, buddy. So we picked this up uh, in the Black Friday sale, which um, it popped on on Friday like midday. It was the only game that wasn't reduced for a long time, which was very strange. It was annoying, wasn't it? Yeah, it was annoying because I was like, ah, oh, the like the the PS3 one was reduced by like thirty percent. I was like, ah, oh, that's well good. Imagine that on like the PS4, but now nah, we got like eighteen percent or something like that, which was just shy of a tenner. So yeah, we got it for forty-five quid, and like we said, we got it even cheaper. Blah blah blah. All the rest. I love this game. It's ace, buddy. I love shooting stuff. It's great. It's really great. Good. <laughs> it's really really good. Um, uh, as we said before, it's the first COD we've had for six or seven years, I'd yes. say. Um, and I, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I'm not getting that annoyed. I think the fact that I've had such a layoff from competitive shooters makes me feel like, you know, any kill-death ratio above sort of 0.5 is, is a result <laughs> for someone like me. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm hitting about 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, something like that That's at the moment. That's all you need, buddy. Do I'm totally you. happy with that. And uh, yeah, we've been playing through the campaign, which is utter bollocks, but really fun. Yeah, as like, well. like, like um, we, I think we were like over halfway through it and you said something about a plot line. I was like, what are you on about? There's a plot to this. It's I've like, been trying to follow it, buddy. <laughs> fuck that. The it's immortals, mate, they're fucking they're right to be pissed off. They're taking over. Okay. Fucking Hendrix knows the score. <laughs> yeah, Jimi Hendrix is all about it. <laughs> and Taylor Hansen. Taylor Hansen knows all about it as well. Fucking But yeah, it's cool. Um like I like all the different abilities and stuff in the single player. Uh, or yeah, I really do as well. Really and, throws uh, like a new mix into it. Played a bit of zombies as well. Zombie! Zombies! That's really cool as well. Film noir sort of thing going on with yeah. uh, Gwef Goldblum and yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Perlman and co. Yeah. Uh, um, I like... Um, I think the way that they've done like the co-op career and the fact that you can have like different uh, abilities. So like I always go as like... Um, the one that can destroy like machines and hack machines where I think you guys the one that can like kill all the humans and things yeah I'm going for the one where you can sort of set fire to people and yeah uh, and I do the robots cause things to cause explosive barrels to go off without shooting them and <laughs> that sort of thing and I think that that's working really in our favour you know obviously we're just doing it as the two of us uh, instead of having four people which you can have uh, and yeah, that kind of dynamic like really adds to it, I think. Which is yeah, you know, I totally a, agree. I also think that a big detractor um, is the fact that the bulk of the enemies are robots. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just think that I don't know. I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I find it far more satisfying shooting people <laughs> than shooting robots. I think it might be a weird no, thing to I say, totally but I also think you. that most people that. would agree. Like, yeah, people or aliens, like living creatures. If you're just shooting like mechanical fodder, yeah, then so, it's not quite uh, as satisfying in, yeah, in a shooter like this. And um, what the fuck are up with those like bullet sponges, whatever they're called? Oh, yeah. Uh, they are shit. They're terrible. And the AI is really awful in this oh, game yeah. as well. Like, so retarded. Just constantly. So like, bad. They would just run up to them and stand in front of them and just, like, have, like, a. Just shoot at each other, like, well, a meter away. And it's like, wow. How many times on so that dumb. level where uh, I kept dying, you kept picking me up? We were both. We were standing beside one of those, like, bullet spongy enemies. Yeah. And it, you were just happily picking me up without killing you or anything. It, oh, it makes Rainbow's AI look fucking <laughs> space age. It's incredible. <laughs> I know, right? But it's still loads of fun. Like, just go in there and shoot stuff. Like, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. We'll, we'll complete it, and then we we might play through it one more time. It'll be a, a two sittings absolute maximum for yeah, that campaign. I think so. I, and I by doubt. that point, we should be primed and ready for multiplayer action, I think. We, yeah, we've done some so of that, though, haven't how we? How much multiplayer have you done? Uh, I've probably played about 15, 20 matches up until okay. this point. Something I think like I've, I've pumped about just over two hours, maybe just under two hours. I did look at my stats the other day, but I've forgotten. Um... I, I like it. Uh, I mean, the first match that I played, uh, I got 2 and 12, which wasn't great. Uh, mainly because <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculously fast and was not ready for it. But after a while, I got in the swing of things. I've started like leveling my chap up, getting this thing together, uh, unlocking new stuff in his class. Um, I thought that the whole thing about the, your class setup, the fact that you can like take bits out and add them elsewhere, so like... Um, you start off with like two like um, smoke grenades or flash grenades or whatever and I was like I I never use them so like I got rid of one which meant that I could have like three perks on my gun which made it like even better kind of thing and I really like that um, yeah it's the nice fact that you can it's... totally change it up like I, I, I do think that there's something lacking in Siege um, and and most other shooters that I've played, to be honest, yeah, like I think true. they've really nailed the whole loadout yeah, thing definitely. here, which is probably of no surprise to people who regularly buy COD, yeah. but yeah, yeah, to us it certainly is. I still have beef with the perks thing, yeah, the, uh, the kill streak rewards, yeah, like the the idea that if you suck balls at the game, you will be punished more yeah. heavily. Constantly, like, yeah. And if you are doing really well, then it's the opposite of balancing to yeah, give someone totally. who's it's ten like kills ahead an airstrike. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense to me at all. But no. I can't be salty about it. I'm just a bit shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um how do you feel well, I mean you said you've only played like fifteen, twenty matches. Um, but like how do you feel about coming in like what, like a month or so after the game's released? I mean, do you feel like we're at a disadvantage already because everyone's got like better guns and shit or No, really I don't I don't feel like there's a there's any sort of play to win, pay to win type thing there with unlocks. Like yeah, I, true. I don't feel that. I just think that uh these guys know the maps better than I do and, and are more used to Twitch shooters than I am. Um yeah. 
I mean, I might feel differently about it in a month or so. You know, if I'd played it for 50 hours and I was, you know, still sucking balls, then maybe I'd start looking for other things to blame <laughs> other than my <laughs> my lack of skill. But yeah. uh, at this point, it's just so refreshing because it's been such a long time since we've had anything like this. That yeah, totally. I'm just I mean, loving Black it, man. was okay, but it was nowhere near... Yeah, it was, it was a poor quality. man's poor man's like original Black Ops or Modern Being Warfare free, Three type a poor thing, <laughs> um, slower and and shitter and yeah. <laughs> all sorts of screen tearing and stuff. This is cool. Every map I've played, I've liked so yeah. far. It's like feature rich. One. Like it, it is, it is exactly what you expect it to be, and that's fine. And mm. yeah, it's. I think you, you're probably talking. You know, we've had these situations on a game night where we've played three and a half hours of F1 I don't think I'd ever want to play three and a half hours of COD maybe oh, an God, hour no. sitting would do me yeah. um, but it's a little bit in in your face and intense um, and I'm not that great at it but <laughs> dipping in and out I'm I'm loving it having a great yeah, time yeah I think that's the way that we're going to do it which is cool. Gibbons Europe. which probably brings us on to Rainbow Six Siege which we uh had cancelled our pre-order of, but not before we'd both downloaded it and had it pre-installed, ready to go. Um, and then we waited till it came out, and um, reports were, "Hey, no, they actually have fixed the service." And so we rebought it, and uh, yep. we've been playing played that a couple of nights, haven't we? So yeah, I'm looking forward um, to playing it again later. To be honest, I really yes, enjoyed it the other night. Very much doing so. the terrorist hunts. I mean, I'm going to go straight into it. Why the fuck aren't there any, like, custom game modes in this thing? I mean, that does suck balls. You can't choose uh, any settings in T-Hunt mode, so... Uh, and that wouldn't have been so much of an issue on the last one. Like, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, terrorist hunting was literally sweep and clear. That was all you did. Yeah. Um, and so if the maps were on a random cycle, I wouldn't have much of a problem with that. But in this one, you've got several different game modes on terrorist hunt, including extract the hostage, protect the hostage... Defuse um, the bombs. Defuse the bombs. And you literally can't choose... Any Anything other than difficulty, you, you know, on the old game you could set up enemy density, like all manner of different things. On this, you make a party and you load the game on normal, hard or realistic, and then Nothing you're at you the game's mercy. You just have to play whatever it throws at you, and that's stupid. Hi, I'm a more recent version of Alex. That is to say, I'm newer than the Alex you were just listening to, while still being further back in time than you, the listener, who is living in the present or the future. I join you now through the magic of post-editing, something we in the business like to call post. Reason I'm stopping by to see you is because since we recorded the podcast, we've actually found a way to at least select the game mode we want in Rainbow Six's terrorist hunt mode. You can in fact choose your game mode by going into options from the main menu, scrolling down to T-Hunt options, and disabling all other modes. Quite why these mode-specific lobby options would be hidden off the main menu is a complete mystery and something you'd have to ask the fruity numbers at Ubisoft, but at least the option is there somewhere, I suppose. Right, now back to the podcast. I bet Ash and Alex are talking about something really interesting. Let's see, shall we? 
Yes, it is very Not stupid. as stupid, though, as the fact that terrorist hunt mode runs at 30 frames when the <laughs> multiplayer actually runs at 60 if you're playing against human beings. Fucking, what the fuck, man? I don't know. Like, seriously, like, why? Like, um, like when we loaded it up for the first time, I was like, this feels very slow. I mean, Gibbons, it's going to feel slow compared to Black Ops, but it just it didn't have that you know, 60 frames pizzang about it kind of thing. I mean, if you're a shooter these days, you've got to be 60, I think. And yeah, totally. Terrorist Hunt is not like a, a tiny little add-on that only 5% of people buying the game will play. Lots of people will have bought this game for Terrorist Hunt mode. Like, yeah, like and us. The idea that you you halve the the frames per second in that in in a specific game mode, and uh, it's ridiculous. Like I was listening to a podcast today, and um, <clears throat> the guy on there was saying like, you'll be playing multiplayer five on five, and you'll be like maybe getting your ass kicked, and you're like, oh fuck it, I'll go and do some terrorist hunts for a bit, maybe learn the maps a bit better. Yeah, that transition from the sixty frames multiplayer mode into thirty frames terrorist hunt is so jarring and awful that it just makes you not want to play it at all and um it's not really what you want is it i don't believe that engine is pushing the hardware to the degree that it couldn't do it at 60 like they're saying it's because of the extra power required to run the ai the ai is poor like it's not black ops poor but it's not good it's uh I mean, last night we had a moment where we were extracting the hostage and suddenly terrorists started raining on us from, <laughs> as they were all suiciding off of a platform above like us. Like lemming style. Yeah. It was hilarious. Exactly. Like, must have been six or seven just dropping down one after the other. Okay, though. So dumb. Let's talk operatives as well, buddy, as uh, we talk about another thing I don't like. Yeah, I don't like this either. I mean... The main thing I don't like about it is the microtransactions. Like, you know, you can buy, like, you can spend your money and get them because, you know, it's going to take a long time to get all these unlocked, you know. It is. And the problem while you're doing that is that for for balancing reasons, you can only have one of each operative in a game. So if you've you've spent your 1,000 unlocking a defender and that's the only defender you have, and then you go into a multiplayer game and someone else picks that defender, then you're fucked. You just have you're to play as you have recruit. You normal chumney recruit who's yeah. a bit of shit. Exactly. It's uh, <clears throat> it's dumb. And and it feels very, very much now. But, um, because it was harder to tell where they were going with this and it was easier to give them the benefit of the doubt before yes. you realised how transaction-heavy this was going to be. But now, now we know the infrastructure yeah, of the know. game and where the microtransactions are. It feels 100% like they've put those in to fund microtransactions. Like, yep. literally, there's no other reason for those operators to be there other than microtransactions. It's like, that's just, literally it. It is really... St- like, it's not good. <laughs> it's nutshell. really not good. It's like, you know... It's a step I d- back I can't from even, Vegas like, 2. describe how, like, shitty it is. Like, you know, it's like... It's like... It's a fucking shooter. You're meant to be able to shoot, like, choose from all these guns and everything. Yeah, you can't choose what guns you want because... I- you might not have that operator, or and then it, you might want a specific gadget, but you can't have that yeah, with have anyone that other with than this one geezer who only supports a shotty. Like, yeah, it's it's shit. It's, it's insane. It really is. I really don't get it. 
That's a lot of negatives. What about the positives, buddy? The positives are it is Rainbow Six and yeah, it's uh, it's fun and it's tense and the maps it's- are all excellent and uh, the the way that it plays and the way that everything's destructible and the way that you can play it as part of a team, even not necessarily having to speak to people. Um, it's just, it just breeds this like team play. Um, it's a really, really good game with a massive load of bullshit stacked on top of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what it is. And if you're willing to sift through that, then you're probably going to have a really good time, mm. but it's a disappointment. It, it's, it is a disappointment. Um, Funk will talk later in the podcast about what he finds disappointing, uh, (laughs) as will I shortly. But um, it's a really good game that Ubisoft have done their very, very level best to fucking wreck. Um, But the groundwork was solid enough that they didn't quite manage to wreck it completely. But it's totally not the game it could have been, man. For me, you nailed it like in your first sentence there. It's like a tense game. It is tense yeah. tactical shooter and it's very nice and slow paced, especially like the terrorist hunts. Like you, you're scouting it out, you're going through it, you're sweeping it as a team most of the time if I don't run in there like a dickhead. <laughs> Which happened a few times. Um, and it, it, if you fuck it, then it's, you know it's your fault. Yeah, like, I don't totally. get angry. If I no. die, then it, it was. It was definitely my fault. I didn't check a corner. I ran in like a dickhead. Like yeah. one thing or the other, whatever it is. Uh, and I like that. You can learn from it and make the correct decisions and that gives you a better chance. It's it's the, it's, it's what we always loved about Rainbow in the past, buddy, and it's still there. Yeah, which is good because if that had gone, would, this would have been fucking retarded. Really. <laughs> it would have been a shit show. <laughs> it would have been the worst game ever. No. Yeah. Not ever, but yeah. I tell you, I didn't expect, in in a week where we ended up buying Black Ops and Rainbow, I didn't expect to prefer Black Ops, but I actually think I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will happen. Oh, one stupid thing about Black Ops, right? You're going through the campaign, why are you unlocking guns? Another thing like that Siege does, you know, you, you can't access the guns. In the campaign, you haven't got access to all the guns. Why? Yeah, that is pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake. Just give That's me one of those guns. things where it's like, it seems almost as though they forgot. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> A weird one. But yeah, Black Ops seems to be more fun. Not more fun, but yeah, like... They're different games. Th- we'll think, play them both, yeah. and time will tell which one actually, you know. Lasts. I suspect that we'll still be playing Rainbow in six months. We probably won't be playing Black Ops, but I might be wrong. We'll see. However, mate, I'm playing Black Ops forever now. It's my new destiny. <laughs> That's it. He's <laughs> sitting on the servers on his own in ten years' time. Like. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet and shy, little old farm is set in place. And, and now it's time for Fonz or Phoenix. This week, buddy, up or down, down and out. Other words, we're going down. Um, I don't think I've run this by you. Uh, I think that you will agree. Okay, Um, I'm just reading it now. Okay, this is 
Alex's depressing Phoenix of the Year that we're going with here. So okay. I'm, I'm going to make a statement and you're going to tell me whether you agree or can see where I'm coming from. Here we go. Every game I was looking forward to in 2015 has been a disappointment. Yeah, probably. So let me go through some of the games that I've been really looking forward to in 2015. If you if we were talking about this this time last year, which we probably were, we just weren't recording it, uh, I would have told you, buddy, I'm really excited for the new Pez because it's going to be the first one that's proper new gen. Yeah, using the Fox engine and all that shit. Really excited for F1. It's going to be the first new gen F1. Yeah. Hugely excited for Rainbow Six because it's Rainbow Six. We haven't had one f- for many, many years. Yeah, many years, yeah. Uh, really excited for Fallout 4 because, you know... Well, technically, this time last year we didn't know it was coming out, but yes. But we did, though, really. Okay. Yeah, it weren't going to be It weren't gonna be uh, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> so, so, Pez. Uh, Pez was... It's a better game than last year's one, but not substantially. And although the engine has been improved, everything else has stood still. Some things have gone backwards. It's even more heavily you on still microtransactions. Can't fucking pick the stadium for you fuck's still can't sake! Pick the stadium in online team play. The squad file bullshit of the last couple of months. Yeah, that was shenanigans. It's been dis- It's been overall. It hasn't. I don't know if disappointing is the right word. I think possibly what I'm saying is. They they all let me down in one way or another versus my expectations originally. Now, that might be par for the course when it comes to video games, but uh, I'm just being honest. F1, um, we, we are still playing hours and hours of F1 each week and loving it, and the driving's fantastic in that game, but it is featureless. The AI is terrible. <laughs> the uh, There's all sorts of lag issues. There are still lag issues. That game came out, I think, in June. Uh, it's yes. still fucked. It is still um, broken. See our YouTube channel for a video of how fucked it still is. Um, mm. Nice plug, buddy. Well played. Rainbow Six. Uh, we've just, just discussed the disappointment there. Microtransactions, frame rate issues, lack of options. Um, <laughs> Thirty frames per second. Thirty frames per second. <laughs> Disappointing. Fallout Four. Uh, I'm really enjoying it once again, but I I do feel a little let down because it it's not the game I was expecting it yeah, to be. Yeah, you wanted it's, more from that. I did. I think it's, everyone it's, wanted it's more. It's the last game, you know, yeah, reskinned. Totally. <laughs> you can't even say it's using a new engine because it fucking isn't. So. No. Uh, other games that sucked balls this year that we were looking forward to. <laughs> Evolve, what a shit show that was. Uh, Still tempted to Elder Scrolls that. Online, what a load of bollocks that was. Uh, yeah. Need for Speed that we were looking forward to, yeah. massive disappointment. Uh, Battlefront, I only yeah. played the beta, but for all intents and purposes, 7 out of 10 yeah, game, you get bored game. of it in a couple of hours. Project yep. Cars, not even touched that. I will never play that game again because it's not as fun as Drive Club and it's not as good as Formula One. Yep. All these games came out in 2015, and in one way or another, they all disappointed me. None of them lived up to the expectations that I put on them, and I am a seasoned gamer, buddy, and I'm getting on a bit. I'm far more reasonable than I was when I was 15. I didn't (laughs) place overwhelmingly high expectations on these pieces of software, buddy, and they have all let me down, and I think you have to say, as far as I'm concerned, 2015 is disappointing, even though... 
if you look at the list of releases for 2014, then you, you, you'd struggle to to keep that argument standing because 2014 was definitely a worse year for games than 2015, but I think my expectations were lower because the new consoles had only just arrived. Yeah, that's true. Because you like, there's always that like teething problems at the beginning, isn't there? You know, yeah, get, you ex- get the first games out of the missing way features and, and after that. Exactly. Apart from Project Gotham Free, which was just fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, great Lord just game. smacks it out of the park. Best ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've I've made my point. That's my argument. Uh, that's why I'm I'm just sticking a phoenix. I'm just writing phoenix on a flag, a white flag, holding it in the air. Nice. Do you do you agree with me, or are you a little bit more out of those Please. games you've picked? Yes, and they're the ones we were looking forward to. Like you say, yeah, they are disappointing. I do feel like next week it's going to be like Ash's super awesome fonds. Well, I think yeah. everyone would like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd like beauties. you to be a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more yeah, upbeat ne- than I am. Yeah, next week I'm, I'm going to blow it out of the water with like some superb games that have come out this year that we just didn't realise were going to be so good. <laughs> that could be good, and there's plenty of those as well. Indeed. And uh, obviously whenever you're putting an argument across that is vaguely calculated, then you're going to pick things that substantiate that argument rather than stuff that detract. But... Um, yeah, it's just how I feel about 2015. I'm not even, I don't even feel massively disappointed overall. I think I've, in terms of uh, of gameplay and enjoyment this year, I think I've had as, as much as I've ever had, possibly more. Like, it's probably because GTA was still out. And we're <laughs> that's <about>. true. <laughs> I've run out of room on my console and there's so many great surprises. Like, I'll leave them to no, you for next, next week. week. Yes. Yeah. But for for this week, uh, and perhaps this week alone, I'm going to say it is a phoenix from me to the year 2015. Yeah, fuck you. Up yours. (laughs) Up yawn. And now it's time for the news. The news. The news. The news. Number one. Number wang. Number wang. Uh, famous pervy titty game Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Big isn't coming out in the EU or the US because Koei Tecmo have decided the West don't want their pervy titty game. Good. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say this is like unnecessary censorship or whatever, and you know, people should be able to release whatever they want to release. Uh, yeah, like hatred. That was a great <laughs> game to release. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not a hatred. Uh, um, I don't know. This is another case of that whole Japanese um, culture, culture is different. Yeah. Um, the bottom line here is that they don't think it will sell. Uh, enough to make it worth their while like <laughs> the bottom line yeah the uh... I well I definitely wouldn't buy it because the gameplay is going to be shite yeah yeah no we're not really interested in this at all I just thought it was worth mentioning because a lot of people are kind of been making a big deal of it um if you didn't know then dead or alive extreme is a series where it's basically like dead or alive which is a, a Japanese fighting game with sort of busty uh, bikini clad girls in it but it's a sort of uh, ogle at the bikini clad girl don't even do the fighting type thing it's, it's almost like a an Olympic Games 
game, you know? Yeah. Or like I had gladiators one of them on or... the original Xbox. And I think I had like a modded version where they're all topless, you know, nice. standard stuff. Yeah, that gives you some you idea of what sort of game this is. Yeah. But, I mean, it can't be as bad as, like, the strip clubs in, like, GTA and shit like that. Can't they just, like... Well, I, it's not going to sell. We know that. But they couldn't they just stick, like, an 18 certificate on it and be like, there you go, job done? I think they... Yeah, I don't think... It's not that they couldn't release it. I think they just decided that the West wasn't going to buy it enough no, for it to make it worth their while. Will, you know. Um... I would argue that the strip clubs in GTA are representative of real-life scenarios, whereas this is just tits. Um, I'm tits sure there's sake. like a Japanese or program that does this, probably. Probably. I mean, this is off the back of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles coming out. They've mm. censored it in the uh, in the West because there's like 13-year-olds in bikinis in the Japanese version. Yeah, that's version. wrong. It's just a cultural thing. It's... Weird, you know, no we've talked about it before. Uh, I mean, they I, don't even show the dongs in their porn. What's that all about? I know, right? Like, seriously, have your cake and eat it. What the hell, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't care that this game isn't coming out, um, and I don't care if you do either. <laughs> yeah, me neither, buddy. Me yeah. neither. We'll move on. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, this is something I mentioned last week. And it was a rumour, and it is true. There is a free-to-play version of Pez. Uh, it's out this coming Tuesday, apparently. Uh, yeah. And it includes um, an exhibition mode with seven teams, a training mode, uh, some online play of some description, and unlimited access to the... Um, what is it called? My Club? My I think Club, it's called. yeah. Um, uh, I've got a quote from Konami here. Players can use points acquired through success in matches or with my club coins to experience realistic club management to develop a squad. Pretty much it's a glorified demo where they can charge for microtransactions, which is a fucking great idea for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think, the only big... Well, it's not a surprise, really. But it's basically like ultimate team like if 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 uh, EAE sports came out and just released ultimate team standalone for free yeah then you know that's that's, that's the pretty equivalent. much what it would be yeah i think um, so i was going to say it's surprising that uh, konami yeah. got there first but it absolutely yeah, isn't totally. <laughs> it's not surprising at all um but yeah so that's happening um i'm not really fussed about that provided it doesn't affect the full retail version I don't think it will. I mean, like, um, like it says, it's limited to like so many teams, and I doubt that, like it's a, a select amount of players or something from the my club. It's not the whole my club experience, is it? It's, yeah, it's like a taster. Like it, it would be interesting to find out, like if you do spend any money on your like your my my club there, like with your coins or shit, if that actually, if you went and bought the actual game, would that carry over? You know, that'd be. An interesting thing to know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd think there'd be incentive there for it to carry over so that yeah, people totally. be, you know, encouraged to buy it. Um, you never know with Konami, do you? But uh, No, no idea. Either way, that's happening. So, you know, it's so <laughs> another thing we don't really care about, but <laughs> worth, worth reporting. Next. Oh, definitely. Just Cause 3 uh, came out uh, last week and... Uh, the Xbox One version runs like arse. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning to any of our 
Xbox One listeners. What was it like um, 20 frames per second or something? Isn't yeah, it? Uh, it, it'll drop down dying. as low as sort of 17, 18 <laughs> frames per second. Uh, uh, I've seen loads of hard hard freezes and having to reset and stuff. There's there's loads of videos on YouTube of this thing just absolutely shiting itself. Um, there's another there's some sort of bug as well where uh, on the Xbox One if you've been playing for over an hour without saving and then you save and try and load that save then it can take up to 15 minutes to uh, to retrieve <laughs> the save file like nice. there's all sorts of problems there in this day and age you know uh, I'd imagine uh, I haven't actually seen any reports on the PS4 version I'd imagine it suffers with similar problems because it's not that much more on top in terms of the Xbox version. I think the PC True. version actually runs fine, um, which is rare for 2015, isn't it? So, you know. It is indeed, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, buyer beware. If you're looking at that and you're an Xbox One gamer, then uh, yeah. you might want to think twice. <laughs> Have a look into it at least. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Sony's 12 Deals of Christmas is back. Um, boom, 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 boom. Boom. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> they they did this last year. There were some good bargains in there actually. And um, yeah, we bought Pez last year, didn't we? Because it was like twenty quid or something. Yeah, yeah, it went down really low. the The first deal was uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Went down from uh, it's been fifty nine ninety nine on the store yes. since it launched. Went down to twenty nine ninety nine. Um, there's no point me reporting on what's on there right now because we recorded this last Wednesday. I think we should guess. <laughs> guess. Um, <laughs> Knack, Knack, mate. Yep. <laughs> Knack for a fiver. Get involved. Yeah, five pound. <laughs> Fucking, did you see um, on the um, uh, Black Friday sale on the American store, you could get um, the order, 18 bloody blah for $10. That's like five pounds something. Yeah, man, they had Tomb Raider on there for five dollars. Fucking, that's bargain, mate. I was really tempted. It's like two pound ninety six or something. Yeah, but... I didn't buy it because I already have that game. Yeah, and I've played it been... extensively, but <laughs> I haven't played it on PS4. So true, Gibbons. Either way, uh, the deals of Christmas thing is really good. It's running all the way up until Christmas. Each deal's on for forty eight hours, and then they switch on to the next one. Um, as I said, I don't know what's on there right now, but go and have a look if you're a PlayStation gamer because, uh, yeah, we picked up some good stuff last year and uh, yeah. it, it, it must be better than the Black Friday deals they were doing because they were poor. They were poor. Next, uh, the Game Awards show. Uh, this is another thing we can't really report on because it's happened since we recorded the podcast. So this would have happened uh, at 2am our time on Friday morning uh, and I would have watched it, I'm sure. Um but it's yeah. There's usually some decent decent announcements in there, um, which you may already know about by the time you listen to this. But either way, uh, if there's anything on there, then obviously we'll talk about it on the podcast next week. I th- wasn't it last year um, at the Game Awards when EA were like, "Yeah, here's um, Plants vs Zombies for free." Was it the Game Awards? I can't remember if it was that or not. It, it could well have been. They try and make some sort of token gesture there. This is the uh, Jeff Keighley thing, isn't it? That, um, yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to a free EA game soon. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Hardline, maybe. Battlefield 4. I'd take Hardline, yeah. Yeah, mate. 
for free and then never play it because we've got Black Ops <laughs> yeah true but uh, yeah either way anything happens there we'll talk about it next week fear not Gibbons we move on uh, and I like this I like this a lot uh, this is, is that, buddy? Codemasters Dirt Rally which uh, has been PC only for a very long time indeed uh, looks like it's finally heading to consoles this isn't confirmed it's only a rumour but um, a publication picked up this week that uh, the game's been rated by the uh, Taiwan Taiwanese rating board on Xbox One and PS4 normally one of these sort of uh, rights leaks tends to mean something's going on usually Brazil so welcome yeah, to the party yeah I was going to say wasn't it Brazil last time with, with <laughs> yeah. like Gears of War or something wasn't it yeah it was it was and that proved to be correct and I'm sure this will be as well so yeah, yeah Dirt cool. Rally supposed to be another a really reason tough game. to buy a steering wheel you're not wrong damn yeah. it <laughs> next year definitely yeah I'm still crossing my fingers someone's snappled that up for Christmas for me <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see uh, and finally, this week in the news, uh, I just wanted to mention this because we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, this is Indivisible, which uh, I, it was in a What We've Been Playing section a few weeks ago. It was a... That beta uh, game, wasn't it? Yeah, prototype, proof of concept, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was still being kickstarted at the time, uh, and it has hit its target goal. So that game will be made, uh, and I'm pleased. This is a sort of... Really nice anime-esque 2D side-scroller with a little bit of turn-based fighting involved and some other nice mechanics and stuff. Um, it, it, it hit its target with a few days to spare. There's some stretch goals there that could be of some interest to people, but uh, bottom line, that thing's coming out, and that's good news. I think the way that they did it was really impressive. Like, I don't know how or, you know, they managed to get it on the, the PS4 store, but, you know, that's going to get an audience that a lot of these Kickstarter games do not get, you know. It's true. Yeah, very true. And uh, there were a few ads in the What's New section, so if you didn't catch it on the store, then you might pot see it on there as well. True. Um, I, I think the fact that it's ended up being a success, regardless of how much that had to do with the prototype on the store means that we'll probably see a bit more of this in the coming months cool and that's the news and now it's time for out this week (sighs) we have reverted buddy yeah it's going to be a while until we get some good ones yeah it really oh, well, is. What way. have we got this week then, buddy? <laughs> this week we have Earth Defense Force 2 Invaders from Planet Space on the Vita. Nice. Earth Defense Force 4.1 The Shadow of New Despair on the PS4. Good. Guns, Gore, and Cannoli on the PS4. Star okay. Wall on the Xbox One. Cosmic League on the PC, and probably the biggest one this week, Among the Sleep, is coming out on the PS4. Um, Luckily, I know about all of these games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> uh, Earth Defense Force is a fairly... Uh, kind of a 
Reasonably big game. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the word for it? It's almost like a B-movie type shooter. Um, <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. It's like a... Yeah, totally, I get a that. Cult, it's a cult favourite, so yeah. that's cool that the Vita's yeah. got a new game coming out for it as well. Um, Guns, Gore and Cannoli is a 2D side-scroller. Um, Brilliant. Star Wall is that weird narwhal game where yeah. you're a narwhal and you've got one. a unicorn tusk type thing and you hit your... Yeah, yeah. YouTube that. I can't explain <laughs> it at all. Um, looks fun though, but I vaguely remember it being local only, which is always a bit disappointing. Um, yes, it is indeed, buddy. Um, what else? Comic Cosmic League. Cosmic League. Uh, I think this is an MMO that's coming out. Uh, so we're going to get extensive reports on that from the JFG boys. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a, an anime. Like an online anime MMO shooter thingamy jiggle. Something. Um, but either way, yeah, the biggest game probably, or, or at least the one that I had heard the most about, Among the Sleep. It's a, a first See, person. See, I read that as Among the Sheep, and I was like, that sounds interesting. <laughs> this, is, um, this is a first person shooter where you play as a two year old boy. Right, okay. Um. And, yeah, I don't really want to say anything more about it. I've seen some videos that almost wrecked it for me, so I'm not going to go there. Oh, but um, okay. it's it, it looks very interesting. Um, I think it's won all manner of awards already as well. Um, I think it's been, it came out on PC first. Um, this, could, this could well be worth a look, but it's one of those ones that's going to be difficult because by the time you, you know, if you go to go to find out about it, then you, you could have it wrecked. Yeah, you but, might um, know too much kind of thing. I'm really intrigued by this game and uh, I may well take a punt there. Um, cool, buddy. Well, if you buy it, it means I get to play it. It's true. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's nothing particularly golden going on there, but for better or worse, that is out this week. So now it's time for the JFG Top 5, buddy. Oh, it's the Justice for Gamers Top 5. What's the Top 5, Top 5, buddy? we got a top five, top five. Uh, I thought we'd go Star Wars. We're closing in on the release of The Force Unleashed. Uh, Star Battlefront's Wars. has been out a little while. As in the game we've just been talking about, the, the Star Wars. No, no. This is nothing to do with Narwhals, this. Um, this oh, is man. your top five Star Wars games <laughs> of all <laughs> If it time. was the top five Narwhal games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a kind of a list of one there. I'm sure there's a, yeah. another example of a Narwhal we'll game. We'll have to Google that for next week's top five. Top five Narwhal <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee no one's ever done that list before, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Wars. So Star Wars, yeah. Top five on, Star Wars games. Um I think I'd I'd played quite a lot more than you had of Star Wars games. We decided I'd we'd do it. I forgot on pretty much every Star Wars game I've played. Cause there have been so many. Yeah. That's Lots the of problem. them terrible. There's only like two that really stick in my head. Go for it, man. Okay. Um, so the one that I'm going to shout about was old uh, Republic Commando, which came out... 
12 years ago, I reckon. Was it a first-person shooter? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Team-based. You had, like, you and, like, three other chumneys. Um, I had it on PC. I bought it from game, you know, because that was what you did with PC games back then. You actually bought them from a store. <laughs> I remember this thing looking really nice at the time. Like, I remember at the time, being yeah, blown I, away by the graphics back then. I have... YouTubed it since then, as that in like about an hour ago, and it looks dog shit. But yeah, at the <laughs> yeah. time, it was ace, and it was also at the time like I just got my new PC, and um, I had like a graphics card with like um, an S video output, I think. Okay. Uh, and it, I connected, I could connect it to my TV like with the SCART cable kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome, sitting on the sofa, like, with my mouse and keyboard. It was fucking horrible. Like, because you don't sit on a sofa with a mouse and keyboard, but, you know, it's what I did at the time. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just a really, really fun game. And, like, um, I remember, like, because uh, I, I was living in my flat with my mate at the time, and I remember just getting up at, like, stupid o'clock in the morning and being like, yeah, i got to go play fucking Republic Commando. Like, don't know why. Oh, so you are well into it, then. Yeah, man. I got proper into this game, but, you know, that was then. <laughs> this is now. I think I played but, the yeah. demo. I never actually got into it properly, but, uh, yeah, I remember. I do remember the visuals being pretty spectacular at the time. Mm. It was a cool game, buddy. And the other one that I played a lot of was um, Jedi Knight, uh, the Jedi Academy, which was very cool yeah um enjoyed that a lot absolutely i i think that that's probably my favorite ever star wars game like yeah just because it was the first it feels to me like it was the very first one that actually kind of nailed the lightsaber battles like everything had been kind of clunky up until that point but this kind of allowed you to really do all sorts of different moves and string things together it had all the different force powers and it implemented all of those really well too uh it was just a really polished game the story was quite interesting as well and uh i played hours of that and also played it online years later there was still i think there's still people playing that game now if you go online um It'll run on pretty much anything as well. But I, I installed it on my old laptop at uni back in sort of 09, 2010. And yeah. uh, ended up getting quite a few people in my halls of residence. Got it installed on their systems as well. And we were actually playing it like LAN uh, only sort of five, six years ago. Ah. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we had like um, a revival of it about like two years ago. Yeah, as well, just me yeah. and you just played it like quite a bit as well, which was quite funny. And you can get all these skins. We had like Ronald McDonald skin and Batman. Yeah, it like, was hilarious, wasn't it? It was well good. Very cool multiplayer game, but yeah, it was really fun. Really good progression. The story was interesting. Had like Luke Skywalker in it and like some of the other characters and stuff. But just a really cool concept and one I'd like. I'd love to see come back. To be honest. Yeah, man. It was. Uh... Yeah, it was just a really, really good game, wasn't it? Like you say, with all like the different moves and shit. It was proper cool. Gibbons, buddy. No, they're like the two that really stuck out for me. I mean, I played a bit of Rogue Squadron back on the N64, and that game was cool. I enjoyed that, so probably 
chuck that one in there. If, yeah. I don't know, you cool with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I had that on PC, and um, yeah, I really liked that game. It, it was quite cool because there weren't many games that, uh, well, I can't think of any, that had done uh, like flying like it was it was space combat but it was in the atmosphere of planets so obviously i'd played like flight sims and stuff before but having like an x-wing to fly around um over like moss Eisley and stuff yeah uh, it was really special it had a a bit of hoth in there as well um, a lot of games have kind of touched on that before it's quite iconic isn't it but yeah. i remember rogue squadron really kind of blowing me away at the time it felt really nice and fluid i remember it looking brilliant um once again ash i just uh, i youtubed it about an hour ago that game looks fucking terrible but uh, yes. <laughs> but this is the passage of time for you um yeah, I played I played loads and loads of Rogue Squadron and um very cool, very cool game. Yeah, man, really enjoyed that game. It's cool. Um so let me round this list off then with a couple of real old timers. Um that I I think the the first one of which might might have been the first shooter that I played. Like, yeah. I I didn't have a PC back when uh, stuff like Doom first came out. Um so, uh, yeah, this is Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, um, which, yeah, I it was the very first game of its type that I played, where it was kind of puzzles and an interesting story with voice acting and everything, but also it was a first-person shooter, and uh, I just remember it being... It was it's a really quiet game, like loads of periods of, of of the design of that where you go half hour without there being anything other than footsteps and stuff and it kind of made this kind of foreboding atmosphere that was for, for me the age that I was at was kind of frightening in a sort of exciting kind of way um yeah totally. I thought it looked amazing graphically at the time again it <laughs> absolutely shite now obviously but very very <laughs> old game um but yeah i i i really really enjoyed that uh and the other one that i may have even played before this one is uh x-wing versus tie fighter i think that would be the very first space combat game that i played uh, other than um, i don't know if you'd count frontier elite 2 as space combat it was predominantly mm, not combat based yeah uh, and that was on the Amiga. But yeah, this was great. Like, you know, first-person perspective in an X-Wing, like, doing various, like, space battles, flying through the the Death Star, and, and all of that shit. It was, uh, it was something really special at the time. There was a, a really big series of these. You had X-Wing and TIE Fighter were sort of separate games first, and then there was, uh, I think they had an... A, I think there may be five or six games that came out in this franchise, but X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was the one that uh, I really remember. Um, did you ever play any of these like space combat ones? I know there was like Starfighter and stuff came out years later. Star Fox, mate. <laughs> Star Fox? You should have had Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Narwhal Edition. Narwhal Edition. It's my favourite one, that is. Yeah. Uh, um... Trying to think back in the day, I can't really remember any. I think the the, the thing I'm here just is grabbing me. 
when you had like an N64, I had a PC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, as far as I know, did not come out on the consoles. And, and I don't think Dark Forces 2 did either. So the, that's that's what's going on here. That's why you haven't played these, is you, you were a console boy at the time. Um, Europe. And shortly after these games came out, I jumped back to Dreamcast and, and didn't have a PC again for sort of five or six years. But Yeah, I think that's the thing, though. With the, this, mainly the Star Wars games, I, I played them on PC, like, bar, like, Rogue Squadron. And, like, and like I can't really remember, like, the other ones really, like, on the consoles. Like, the main ones I remember are the ones that I played on PC. And I don't know why, but it seems to fit better on that, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think quite a few of them actually didn't come out on console. Um, but yeah, no, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's it's where you are at the time. But um, I, I think a lot of people would probably throw a few different games in there that we haven't. Uh, Shadows of the Empire is is one that was it's fairly Knights well of the Old loved. Republic. Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic Two, I think, are yeah. the most sort of popular like fanboyish games but I, yeah. I, I never played them so i couldn't put them in and nope, uh, me neither so yeah uh for better or worse this is our list of uh, our top five star wars games we've got x-wing versus tie fighter uh jedi knight dyke dyke, dyke forces dyke. <laughs> very different <laughs> very different game um <laughs> jedi knight dark forces 2 uh Jedi Academy, we've got Rogue Squadron and Republic Commando. Yeah, buddy. Dyke Forces, mate. <laughs> Lesbian edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's very progressive in space. Yeah. So now it's time for Many Moons Ago. Many Oh, how many years are we going back this time, buddy? Well, that would that would involve me doing some maths, buddy. But uh, step back, fool. <laughs> uh, I think we're going back twenty-two years, maybe twenty-three. Bayente dos is that? Back to. Uh, it's the Spanish for you, buddy, for 22. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In a terrible accent. I was going to say, <laughs> like, several Spanish people just executed themselves when they heard your accent. Yeah, well, be it did dos. Is that better? Yeah, that was much better. It was Thanks. in no way racist or stereotypical. It was just perfect. Well, it's fine. <laughs> this is... We're going back to the... 10th of December 1993, uh, which saw the release of Doom, the very dun, first dun, Doom. Dun. The now, original, the one and only, apart from the sequels, Doom. Two and three. three. And soon. Four. Doom. <laughs> is, it called, is it called four? Or is it just called um, Doom again? I can't remember. Who um, cares? This was very much a, a genre-defining kingmaker of a game, Doom. Um, it, is the, it is the like the godfather of FPS. I really. think so. Like a lot of people I would mean, say, like Wolfenstein 3D or something, but Doom was kind of 
well, it was a better game, wasn't it? And yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> it put it that way. Game. Yeah, totally. I mean, I remember playing like the shit out of this game. It was ace. Um, my fondest memories were like um, at. I think I just started secondary school, and it was like when computers were really starting to get used, and like the internet was around. Yeah, like we're probably talking what, like ninety nine, ninety eight, something like that. I oh mean, no, I'm talking like ninety six. I'm uh, sure. I'm not sure there'd be much internet kicking about in ninety six, but yeah, man, land stuff. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but land stuff, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm sure the internet was kicking about, though. I, I went to a fancy school, buddy. You know this. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what I was going to get to is, like, yeah, the land, land parties, but not a land party. It was at school, and obviously all the um, computers were, were networked, and we managed to get this, like, running on all the computers, like, within the school, so we would just be like, yeah, let's go play some Doom Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we shouldn't have been doing that during lessons, but we did. I think a lot of people would probably have a very similar story. Like, I think everyone's got that um, like FPS LAN game that they maybe played at secondary school. If you're, if mm. you're from our sort of era... Then um, yeah, like we used to, we used to have a sort of similar thing going on, and uh, yeah, Doom was pretty special. I, I I certainly didn't play it when it came out. Like it, it, it would have been ninety six, ninety seven before I got my yeah, hands I think, on uh, this. Like I said, I think mine was like ninety five, ninety six when I was playing it. But yeah, it's fucking so cool. What a game? Seriously, like it looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like, you know, they're, they're, like, I'd never played anything like that before, really, like in that in that viewpoint. And it was just like, not refreshing, but it was like, not jaw-dropping either. I don't know what the word is. You know, it's, you know, when you see something for the first time. It's just time, original. Like, it felt unique, wow. didn't it? Yeah, it was, totally. uh, you know, so many iconic things about it. The, uh, I th- thought the, the, the monster animations and stuff were really cool. The sound yeah, effects man. were really cool. I liked the way the, the fella's face got beat up and when your health yeah, goes yeah. down. like yeah, It man. felt really smooth as well Like because I had no point of reference. It just felt really yeah. smooth <laughs> at the time. Like, it could pretty much do what the fuck it wanted and we'd be like, this is amazing. And it, it's you cannot underestimate how incredible LAN play felt at the time as well. Like We, we didn't have much concept of like online gaming and... You no, because it was pretty much like, well, for me, it was just like a console with two controllers. I didn't, mm, yeah. Um, and pretty much playing with me against my brother most yeah, of the time. exactly. And if like, I won, I got my face punched in, uh, which I didn't really like. Uh, so I <laughs> lost uh, brotherly love. I know, classic. But yeah, playing with your mates, like um, like five, uh, four, five, six of you, I think, I think we had it at one point. It was just fucking awesome loads of fun space age buddy oh yeah the future absolutely and um yeah i think it's safe to say one of the games that i'm looking forward to next year a fair old bit especially now we seem to be heading back into shooter town or shooterton as you might want to i'd call like it. to thank destiny for that <laughs> i'm really looking forward to the rebooted version of doom i think uh from what i've seen of it it looks really interesting i, I think there's actually a beta going on right now a closed one that we're not closed a part of alpha, alpha that's right yeah we're on the beta 
Don't you worry. Yeah, it's January time, I think. Um, yeah, we'll be all over that shit. Really, Probably really looking forward to not allowed to, to talk that. about it, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose that would be under NDA, but yeah. No, actually, surely not, because, like, think how many codes got sent out. It would. It was a substantial amount. That doesn't mean they can't NDA it. I, I'm not That's sure. That's true. We'll have to wait and see. But either way, I'm looking forward to playing it. And uh, Doom 3, I actually bought that. Uh, I pre-ordered that on PC. I bought that brand new and uh, couldn't play it. I was too scared. I can't remember what year that was. But, I'm going to uh, say like 2005. Close. August 2004. Oh, I think that that's around the time that... Um, Republic Commander came out as well around that time. Yeah, similar ages. Uh, uh, 2004, 2005. Doom 3 was terrifying. Um, it wasn't a good game really either, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I went back to it a few years later and uh, it was nothing special, but it did have a lot of jump scares. It was quite foreboding. and um, Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. Terrified me. Looked mm. amazing at the time though. but uh, did, did indeed, buddy. Running theme there. Very cool. But yeah... Uh, that'll probably about do us. So, yeah, 10th Doom. of December 1993 saw the release of Doom. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like mega, mega fans of this game that probably could have said a lot more about it. But uh, those are our experiences. And uh, yep. yeah, it's fucking that's a long time ago, buddy. Once you start yeah, talking scary, about things yeah. that came out over 20 years ago. Yeah, and, uh, gets a bit scary. Oh well. Oh, I have had my sorrows and pain. But sunshine comes out. So now it's time for fuckwit corner. Fuckwit corner with funk. Fuckwit corner with funk. He's getting questions. Has he, uh, has he got some questions, buddy? He's got some bits and bobs for us this week, and he starts the ball rolling with this. You are a couple of musical mother lickers. As time goes by and gaming technology moves along, graphics and game mechanics, etc. get better and better. Would you say in-game music and scores have moved along at the same rate? Is enough time and effort put into game music, sound effects, dialogue, etc.? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, uh, you know, you're master's boy in this department, aren't you? So you kind of know what you're talking about, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you... If you look at the the way things have progressed, the the sort of budgets the AAA games have now, I think that you get some fantastic scores and and some incredible music in in, in new AAA titles now. Um, I, I think the way that they've incorporated radio stations into Grand Theft Auto is a great example of how far we've come versus the sort of eight bit. MIDI music we used to listen to. Um, there's games like Halo where, you know, I mean, for example, Classic FM now runs a weekly show of video game music. That's where we're up to now, is that composers are composing music for video games that it's, it is so legitimate that uh, Classic FM are getting involved. And um, in terms of voice acting and stuff, it's a bit more patchy, would you agree? Like, 
bit more hit and miss. It's got a lot better. Oh like, yeah. The, the voice concatenation stuff's like way better, like in like FIFA and things like that, than what it used to be. Um, the main issues like back in the day were like um, the sacrifices over like quality due to the size of the files. Yeah. And then tiny. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, because uh, the audio was like so not really looked upon as like a massive feature. It was like, yeah, you get like a tiny slot, and therefore, like, you have to like work around ways of getting the best out of nothing, really. Um, like going even further back, I mean, they they would like use MIDI um, and like have the game engine just like read the midi midi files and stuff like that to generate the music and like it would just be like a small section repeated over and over again kind of thing because the compression um, wasn't there back in the day was it either like that's yeah the other totally thing. um the other things like a classic thing that used to be like modular based music so you would have like an, a really simple way of doing it would be like you'd have like eight different sounds or like um with like eight bars of each and then um, you can progress this on by adding or subtracting one of those parts which is a really good way of doing it depending like on what the player is doing um, but luckily these days because like um, technology has just moved on like it's not really so much of an issue with um, games these days like the limitations that were there they're, they're kind of not really there anymore yeah um, they are obviously still there but you know there's ways around it and what have you so. i think that yeah it, it doesn't really follow suit with uh, the technology is required for gaming graphics and that sort of thing in that the you know good quality recording has been there for for you know years and years and years yeah yeah those high quality yeah. audio in the 50s but the problem was usually storage space and, and getting yes. things to run yeah, side you by, like you know, putting stuff into the ram and things yeah like that. exactly you know as so soon as you've got space and stuff will take up more more space than the audio so it's just like it's the limitations that you have to work with yeah with the audio so know. it wasn't really a technological limitation in terms of technology that needed invention it was it, it came down to you know the shackles were were released when storage space stopped being being an option and then you could suddenly start branching out into you know filmic stuff and and i mean you look at something these days like battlefront which you can pump out in 7.1 i know that's a, a it's a game whose the whole soundtrack is based on a series of <laughs> movies but the way that it's implemented by dice like the sound design in that game um, that's some next level shit. Like it's well, yeah, it's it's been like the really the first game that's been able to utilize, well, like you say, the those sounds that were created whenever they were. Yeah, the iconic. They, they they've been able to use use them really, whereas before they were so limited, not so limited, but limited to what they could use. There's been some uh, some classic examples of amazing sound design and stuff. Um, Rayman springs to mind. The musical levels in there, um, that's fantastic. Even Fallout, like I really enjoy this sort of uh, meandering background music of of Fallout Four. Um, Bloodborne's kind of foreboding and and um, yeah. Uh, do you have you got any um, game soundtracks that you? Uh, the, have you ever listened to video game music uh, when not playing games? Like, just as... Not a- really, to be honest. Um, nah. 
like I'm not one for like scores and things like that. Um, no, that's fair enough, buddy. Uh, I'm trying to think of the PS Plus game with the woman with the big sword. The name has briefly escaped me. Um, I played loads of it. You didn't play very much of it at all. Woman with sword. Transistor. That's one. That's the closest I've ever come. In that I actually, I actually was listening to the soundtrack to Transistor in my car once. Um, if you haven't heard that, then. Have a listen. It's pretty special. Check out, buddy. I think it's just one of those things that's um, just passed me by, I guess. I don't know. It's a good game, that. Um, yeah, I mean, bottom line, I, I, I firmly believe that, that it, it was a, a limitation to do with space rather than people being yeah. inept or, or the scope not being there. So... Yeah, I think things have come on leaps and bounds. As I said, I think voice acting still kind of hit and miss, but a lot of that's down to the people that are employed and how good they are and stuff. It's a, yeah, it's it's something that's got a lot better in the sort of DreamWorks Pixar age, where people have got a lot more used to mainstream media involving voice acting without the actor being on the screen. So, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, buddy. Definitely, if uh, people are feeling more comfortable with it, and yeah, it seems to work a bit better now. Yeah, it feels less weird to, for mainstream uh, mainstream actors, and also you end up with these voice actor specialists like Nolan North, and you know that makes a difference as well. True. So next from Funk, he says, "I'm just going to say it. Uh, Rainbow Six feels like it's missing something because the cover system has gone." I do like Siege, even though we've only played it for a couple of evenings so far, but I miss the tactical nature of moving from cover to cover and setting up bottlenecks as a team. It was a fundamental part of the last one for me. I've realised over the course of the beta and game launch is just somehow less rainbow. Not a question, but opinions that must be aired. What do you think about that? Yeah, man, like, I actually haven't thought about like the old cover system uh, in um, Vegas and Vegas 2 um, I think he's right um, I do miss it I mean they have got like the pop out on the side thing but I mean that just puts your face out there and you're probably quicker off just shifting out and then shifting back in um, the biggest yeah, the, the, the biggest agree. mechanic shift here is that you can't see round corners without looking round corners. Yeah. That's the big change. And I don't know exactly why they made that change. I can only tell you what I, why I think they made that change. Um, Is it Call of Duty? I think, I think they were going for... The thing about the cover system, which I, I did love the cover system, but I was kind of used to it. I, I haven't found myself, like you, I haven't found myself missing it a great deal. I've kind of accepted it a little bit more. But it's the... I feel like they were trying... They were going for something a bit different. They're trying to move things along, maybe. Like, there was a lot of camping involving the cover system. You could you could camp places and you could see down a stairwell without going down there and stuff. And it, it kind of caused things to completely grind to a halt. You get... Those, as, as Funk says, you get these bottlenecking zones where it comes down to someone doing something a bit different or being a bit quicker on the trigger and stuff. Whereas this feels kind of more... It makes better sense to me 
like having to poke your head out from a corner to see round the corner. That makes sense yeah. to me. And um, yeah, unless I, you have a bit. I of don't know if it's it as fun. You. I don't know if it's as fun, but I I do un, I do understand why they would have made that change and. It feels less rainbow to me because of all of the other stuff. The cover system missing is is not the thing that makes it feel less rainbow. Personally, yeah. it's just the lack of a co-op story mode. That's missing. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm really enjoying it. It is early do- early days as well. Like we might feel very differently in a couple of weeks' time. But um, yeah, buddy, I I, I can see where you're coming from, Funk, and. Um, I can see why you'd miss it, and I, I kind of miss it as well because it was a. I, I like being able to pop into cover. Um, I like the way it went third person when you did it. Like, I liked that stuff, but uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if it's worse. I just think it's different. Yes, buddy. So this is an interesting one to finish from Funk. Uh, he says, "If you had to make a game mashup between Black Ops and Rainbow." What elements stroke game mechanics would you include from each game? Okay, I would take the microtransactions from uh, Rainbow Six and put it with the score streaks in Black Ops. <laughs> pay to win, and make buddy. people pay for the score streaks. Yep. I think that would be a really good idea. Good shout, good shout. Yeah. like it. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would take the co-op campaign from Black Ops and put it in Rainbow Six. That's what I would do. Yes, I would also do that. I don't know about multiplayer modes. I mean, like, Black Ops has already got, like, pretty much every single multiplayer game mode you can think of. Uh, I don't know if a terrorist hunt would work with Black Ops with speed. I think that's the thing I'm struggling with here is that they're so different. Yeah. I know they're both shooters, but one of them's, like, fast-paced nonsense and the other one's really slow-paced kind of cautiousness and so yeah i mean yeah i'd like (laughs) i would take my custom made emblem from call of duty black ops (laughs) and put it as a camo in robo (laughs) six this is a a cock on a gun if i remember correctly buddy (laughs) indeed it is you have hit on something there i'd certainly take all the the loadout stuff from black ops and put it in rainbow um, that is a big thing that I would take across. And I'd take seriously. the fucking 60 frames of Black Ops and put it in Rainbow's Terrorist yeah, Hunt. I would also do that. <laughs> but overall, I think they're they're so different that I wouldn't really want to meddle across... I wouldn't want to cross-pollinate there, to be honest. It's uh, No. One set far in the future, and the other is... I guess, is Rainbow Six like present-ish day? I think I so, yeah. Yeah. So it's quite hard to mix them. So you imagine those like rolling mines from Black Ops uh, oh, campaign God, yeah. mode in in, Va- in uh, Rainbow? That'd be, that'd be ace. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Like if if in Rainbow, like your little chumney, your little radio controlled like car, if you could put like a bit of C4 on that, you know, like you did in like old Battlefield, like where you C4'd up your like your ATV, yeah. and then ran that in there and blew everyone up. I mean, imagine if you could do that. Maybe you can. Well, I think you can. Have we tried you can certainly do a, on this thing. You can do an electric shock thing on your little camera. Yeah, I know, but that's rubbish. But like, we should try later today. Put put some C four 
on top of someone's radio control car and send it in and see what happens. <laughs> be well good. <laughs> be ace, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway, yeah. I don't think um, they would mix too well, those two games. <laughs> no, they've, all got, they've both got their pluses and their minuses. But uh, time will tell as to which one's got the longevity for us, personally. Do you have a question for the Justice for Gamers podcast? Every week we'll be ending the show with questions and comments sent in by you. Pop us a message on Facebook or Twitter, or send an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com, and we'll do our best to sort you out. So it's time to finish off, buddy, with some questions and answers, and we have uh, a couple of things, a couple of bits and bobs from PJ here. So, uh, firstly, he says... With King's Quest Episode 1 out on PS Plus this month, what has been the best point-and-click or text-based game you've played? I used to have Heroes Quest, split over 10 3-inch floppies, but even better was Police Quest 1. P.S. The original King's Quest was bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just going to go for Monkey Island, mate. Um, That game was ace, loved it. Very cool. Um, yeah, you ain't going to beat that. Yeah, I liked that as well. Um, but I also quite liked those old... Uh, oh, there's a couple. I liked Starship Titanic. Uh, that was really, really good. Um, that was from the Hitchhiker's Guide, Douglas Adams. Um, and he made a game. And it was a very funny game. And it was... I don't know if you can actually play it anywhere anymore... But uh, it was very, very good anyway. That was point and click. Okay. I have just remembered um, a point and click game that I don't know why it's just popped into my head, but I played the absolute shit out of. Did you ever play Full Throttle? Uh, I don't think so. I've heard of it, but I, I, I don't know anything about it. What's that? I, um, it's, it's a point and click game, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, pretty much you're like a biker and you have to go and do shit. And I like completely forgotten about this game completely until literally this question just now. We're talking about it. And I was like, Secret Monkey Island. And then I'm like, hey, wait, what was that game with the motorcycle where you had to like siphon gas out of someone's tank and shit? So I literally just Googled um, point and click motorcycle game. And boom, there it is. I've just done the same. I recognised the character. I don't think I ever played it though. I must yeah, have seen man. the box I played art this back stuff. in the day. I think that's when we had a PC that kind of worked. Maybe it was like DOS or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ninety-five that was. Um, yeah. So that that game's actually going to go in there in, instead of Monkey Island for me now, buddy. Mm, fair play. Don't have to have one, buddy. Well, f- fine then. I won't. Keep it in. Nice. Um, I'll have two. Also, honourable mention to those old kind of graphically beautiful games like Mist and Riven. Um, yeah, true. They were incredible looking and I could never really understand them. I was think I was too young to um, have any sort of brain cells at the time. But, <laughs> but I just remember being bowled over by how beautiful they looked, even though they were glorified like JPEGs, I think. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. 
Uh, and finally from PJ, <laughs> in, in the spirit of the festive season, he just wanted to <laughs> tell us, uh, I have a Christmas story to share. Uh, I got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Mega Drive one Christmas. There was no cartridge in the box. Devastated. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine like... opening your video game Christmas present and yeah, this fucking not in there? That would suck balls. I don't know. Like it, it's kind of like when you like used to get like toys and there'd be no batteries and your parents didn't have any batteries. It's like, I'm so close. Yeah. But then again. It's Christmas it's Day. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's... No, you're fucked. Yeah, oh, that would suck balls, man. Not cool. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. I might have to play that trick on my kid at some point, though. And just be like, ah, I got you. Woo. Yeah, just hide it somewhere and. Yeah, man, totally. <laughs> Give it an hour of tantrum. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so good. Totally worth it. It's a horrifying predicament, PJ, and I feel for your younger self. Yeah, not cool. I think that'll about do us for episode 37 of the podcast, buddy. We're racking him up. Um, yeah, mate. It's been a good one, I think. Shoot a town. I've laughed a lot. I feel it's like good news. That, you know, shenanigans have been had. And we've caned through it quite nicely so we can go and play some Rainbow, which is, of course, very yes. important. Well played. Like it. Indeed. Indeed. Um, mm. actually, I'm a bit worried that my um, heating's been on because it's getting cold now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Obviously, the boiler's in the, in the kitchen as well, and it's been kicking on and off, so I'm a bit worried about the recording, but hopefully it should be fine. Well, I haven't heard any of that down our shit Skype stream, buddy, so I'm sure everything Good. is perfect. That's fine. Maybe I'll add it in just for effect. Yeah, yeah, you should. You yeah. should. There's <laughs> lots of like horrible, gutty, worky pipe noises and stuff. Yeah, man. I can do that. Yeah, drips and drops like you're in a sewer. Could be like yeah. we were doing it from uh, the set of Round the Bend, perhaps. Ooh, nice. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll about do us. So um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you want to find out more about us, you can do at www.justiceforgamers.com. Uh, our Facebook is Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers. Our Twitter handle is at Justice for Gamer. We're also on YouTube. Just search Justice for Gamers. We'll pop up on there. Lots of streaming and, and those are archived. We've got other videos and various goals from my Pez career. Um, what else we got? We got SoundCloud. We're on there now. At least one person is listening to that on a weekly basis. So thank you I very know, much. right? That guy. Sweet. Uh, thank you very they much. They always click the love. <laughs> They always love it when they uh, when they finish listening. So meticulous and compelling and rich. Thank you very much. Mm. We're also on Google Plus. If that is how you choose to live your life. Uh, until next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I have been Alex. He has been Ash. Once again, subscribe to our YouTube channel so I can feel vindicated. Come on. Yep. We had two this week. Go to Let's our spreadsheet. Buy a bum bag. They're there for you, take you, fill your boots, get involved. Do do that stuff, because we love it. It makes us feel special. <laughs> Please do. And uh, review us on iTunes. That'd be nice. Uh, that'd be cool. It's been a well. while since but... we had a review on iTunes. Last one was from old Johnny Briggs. Johnny Briggs. Yeah, he used to be on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, buddy, I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
You've been listening to the Justice for Gamers podcast with Ash and me, Alex. We release this every Sunday night so you can preload it for the week ahead. To find out more, head to justiceforgamers.com, Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers, or Twitter at Justice for Gamer. If you have anything interesting to say, pop us an email to contacts at justiceforgamers.com, and if you could write us a review on iTunes, we'd be forever in your debt. Have a cracking week, and we'll catch you next time.